Ben Cotton Podcast. This is episode 32, and today we're talking about mistaking important things for weightier things, or maybe a better title would be, Am I a Pharisee? Yes or no? <laughs> There's a good question for us to ask, and we're going to get into that today. Stay with me. This will be a short one. So I've been increasingly irritated. Um, agitated might be a better word. Not really angry, it's just concerned about not so much the content, but the tone of a lot of what I'm hearing on social media, but also just coming out of a lot of, from a lot of Christian voices, a lot of conservative voices, a lot of people who are talking about um, important issues having to do with people and justice and mercy and faithfulness, but talking about them in a way that is removed and professional and that is concerning to me. It's concerning to me because I'm a Christian and a follower of Christ, and I think this is not how the Jesus himself would approach a lot of the issues that we're talking about. Um, Jesus was not didn't approach things from a scientific perspective. He didn't talk about people, in other words, like specimens. And I think there's a lot of that going on and we need to guard our hearts. So I just want to point out a scripture to you in Matthew 23. This is Jesus talking. He's going to be talking to the Pharisees. This is a section of scripture that we, most people really like because we see Jesus dropping uh, truth bombs on people and really blasting people, these Pharisees that nobody likes. I mean, nobody today likes Pharisees, right? Um, and Jesus has given these guys a hard time, and we like it. And this is in the middle of that section. And I just want to read this and, and quickly explain to you what it means and then make some applications to where we are right now, because I think, um, I think we need to adjust our hearts a bit. And so let's take a look at this scripture. Matthew 23. Verse 23 and verse 4, or excuse me, verse 23 and verse 24. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. <laughs> He just wasn't holding back there, was he? So what's this about? So the, the point of tithing, you need to understand, the point of it, God's point of, of telling uh, the people of God to tithe was to care for those that could not care for themselves. Okay, More specifically, those were the, that was the poor, um, widows, orphans, and also the Levites who were there to run the temple perform the priestly duties inside the temple. Um, they lived off of those tithes and offerings. Yet the Pharisees had made it about their own self-righteousness. They were literally taking inventory of their spice rack in their kitchens. And then to, in order to make sure that they were tithing on even those tiny items in their kitchen cabinets. All the while, they were neglecting the point of the tithing, which was to seek justice, to take care of um, 
justices, people that were being treated poorly around them in their in their city, towns, in their um, sphere of influence. They were neglecting mercy, which is caring for the poor, and they were neglecting faithfulness to God and to his commandments. They were neglecting the important stuff. This is why Jesus says there that in verse 24 that they were straining out gnats and swallowing a camel. Right? What he means by that is that the, the, the smallest unclean animal in Jewish law was the gnat, and the largest unclean animal was the camel. And so what Jesus is saying is you have obsessed over whether or not you were breaking the tiniest, least weighty portion of the law while neglecting the heaviest part, the most serious thing to God and neglecting that. You have completely missed the point is what he's saying. Jesus is using humor to highlight his point. You're supposed, you're meant to imagine someone trying to swallow this giant camel in one gulp and at the same time obsessing about whether or not they've eaten a gnat in their food. Okay. So the real trouble we have, I think with this section of scripture is that we have a hard time knowing where to put ourselves in the story. We see Jesus rebuking these Pharisees and and we we don't want to put ourselves in the blast zone of his words. So we I, at least this is I think what I've done when I've read these portions of scripture is I kind of picture myself standing behind Jesus with my arms kind of crossed, going, "Yeah, stick it to him, Jesus, get him, get him, God." Those those nasty Pharisees, right? And and we're right that they are kind of the bad guys in the story, and Jesus treated them that way. But what if that's not where we're located in this story? What if where we're located is in the place of the Pharisees? Because the Pharisees didn't think they were Pharisees as we think of them. The Pharisees thought they were good dudes. They thought they were doing the right thing. They were very self-righteous. They were doing all the right things, saying all the right things, making all the right moves, had all the right opinions. I think we have trouble here, and I think we need to be aware of that and ask the question, am I acting like a Pharisee or acting like a disciple? And if I'm acting like a Pharisee, I need to own it and repent of it instead of pretending like that's not happening, right? So, so much of the rhetoric that I see coming from the body of Christ right now about issues of race and justice, all, wearing masks, um, the, the general uh, problems of COVID-19, whether, how bad is it really? Um, the, and, and now we're adding politics to that mess because we've got an election year coming up and there's all this arguing about uh, who's the best politician and who's the worst. Um, all of this stuff, all these issues I feel like are being taught. It just sounds like a bunch of Pharisees bickering about how much cumin is in their spice rack. And we're doing this while failing to attend to the weightier issues that God is concerned about. So for example, see a lot of people arguing over masks and the relative benefits and negatives of wearing a mask and 
and all of these kinds of issues instead of discussing with equal passion and detail over what it means to love your neighbor. I see arguments over race statistics. Long, large, you know, entire videos put together arguing about race statistics and police brutality and what this stat says or what this chart says and all this kind of stuff instead of bearing witness, simply bearing witness to the pain of others. Lending a hand wherever we can, however we can. I see arguments over which politician you hate the most instead of praying for revival in the church, which is far more important. It's a far weightier matter than, than what politician you hate or like the most. Because notice that Jesus didn't tell the Pharisees in Matthew 23, he didn't tell them that they shouldn't care about tithing. What he said to them is, you should have cared about tithing, but also attended to the weightier matters, the more important matters to God. What they didn't understand, what they failed to see, and what Jesus was pointing out to them, was that not all important things matter equally to God. Their piety was out of proportion with God's. Getting this wrong means the difference between a Pharisee and a disciple of Jesus. The question is, is your passion, your zeal, the fervor with which you argue? Or maybe you could say another way to quantify it would be how often you post about certain things and what fires you up and what doesn't. Is that zeal and passion and care in proportion to what God is zealous and passionate and caring about? Is the weight that you give to the different issues and opinions that you carry, is it the same, and is it in proportion to what God does? This is not a minor issue. This is one of the things that defines a Pharisee versus a disciple of Jesus Christ. Maybe to look at it from a different angle is 1 Corinthians 13, which just about everybody knows what that the love chapter, right? Everybody reads it at weddings. It really captures it, right? It says that, so, so the, the question is, is what you are listening to on the radio or on the news and social media or the things that you are putting out there, the words that you are saying, either verbally or on the page, is it a clanging cymbal and a noisy gong to God or not? The question is not, are you just right? The question is, are you just being a noisy, clanging symbol where God is having to cover his ears because it's so irritating? Have you allowed the serious issues of justice, faithfulness, and mercy, as Jesus lists them out in that verse, to become more intellectual fodder for your own self-righteousness? See, we are not called to keep a professional distance. We're not called to talk about and to think about and to see these, these issues like a scientist observing something in a petri dish through a microscope. For many of us, for may, maybe for some of you listening, you have put people at such a professional distance that you have now absolved yourself of having to do or care about any of it. Thank God Jesus didn't keep a professional distance from you and me. 
Thank God Jesus didn't look at us and the sin that had so infiltrated us and broken the world and was sending us to hell. Thank God he didn't sit at a distance and look at us through a microscope and shrug his shoulders and say, oh, well. He didn't examine us like a scientist. Instead, he came to us. He didn't remain at a distance. He became us, in fact. And he did that so that we could be reconciled to him and to each other. And this is what we are called to do ourselves. And so my encouragement to you is regardless of your opinions about social issues or theological issues or political issues, no matter what your opinions are, my prayer for you is that you not be like a Pharisee and miss the point that you've not put the weight of your zeal and passion, the weight of the care of your heart too heavily onto the wrong things. And instead you let the Holy Spirit and the word of God direct your passion so that we remain in proportion, that our piety would remain in sync with God's. Our zeal would be in sync with his. It's a tough thing to maintain. But I think it's really important. So he who has ears to hear, let him hear.